business. So, um, it feels kind of spacious in here without the cameras. Man, I know it's like really roomy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I would like to report a BuildWit podcast's failure that I'll say on this podcast. I might say it on the Monday Dirt Talk. Okay. I was like, man, I've got this great idea. It's going to crush. Let's do one of those Instagram stories where it like says you can submit a question or you know, people can just like submit through a slide on Instagram stories. Yeah. This is going to go so well. Yeah. So I like sent the image and kind of what it should say to Jake Pico. And he said, yeah, I'll, I'll throw it on the stories. Did it yesterday. <clears throat> Didn't get any questions. Oh, really? We got one that was guy like, hey, can you shout out so-and-so? And then when I read it more, he wanted himself to be shouted out. And then the other one was in Russian. Cool. And then the third one was Jake Pico doing a test. That's really cool. So I'm going to try again. That well, way. If we do it on mine, it'll go really, really well. It'll go very well. Yeah. We've got plenty of questions for today. That's not a huge thing, but I was like curious to see what sort of like engagement on the BuildWit Instagram there is for that. And not a ton right now. No, problem is that Instagram account has been dormant for a very long That's time. That's true. We need to just like mm-hmm. cook the books for a while. Yeah. It takes, there's a real thing to momentum. And if you get rid of the momentum, that's the thing about momentum is it takes don't have it. a lot of energy to get things going again. Uh, on on the whole note of you somewhat admitting a failing, that's a very minor failing. Yeah, it's more of a bummer. More of a bummer. But I actually read something quite interesting last night about failure, admitting failure, talking about failure as a business. And I'll just share it. The whole, there's this adage that says, don't bring me problems, bring me solutions. But sometimes people don't always have the solution, you know? Um, and he said, if you always have that mentality, it can actually bite, bite you in the ass because you're discouraging some people from speaking up. Mm-hmm. So say it's like you see a problem with a partner and it'll be, it'll be much a much bigger deal for a bigger business, of course. But for an example for you, you see a problem with a partner. You can't necessarily fix it because you're you're doing podcast. But like say it's something completely, completely outside of your That would realm. make no sense for me to weigh in on. Exactly. I, I, I see it or whatever. But you, you, it's like, I think there's still a problem here. If you can't really come forward with a solution, then you're not going to say anything about the problem. So it was just a very interesting thing as a business culture, we're better off trying to speak openly about problems and failures. Without having the solution to. Well, ideally we have solutions, but even if we don't, we need to encourage talking about it in the first place. I mean, that's why, that's largely why I was so vocal about the skid steer. It was a very public whoopsie, big whoopsie. Great news gang though. Engine's good. Turbo's good. And the DPF is good. It's all good. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So then it's just like draining it and cleaning it out and yep. taking it back to factory. That's it. That's wow. it. So, um, but but I use that as an example because it's like, okay, I 
you know, I'm leading the organization and here's a very public failure. Here's what I learned. We talked about that. Um, but I was just thinking about that last night. I thought it was quite interesting how the whole, let's just talk solutions thing can actually, it, business, human beings, it's just so complex. You can't just say there's, there's one way of doing it best mm -hmm. because in certain situations, that one way, the make, you know, don't bring me problems, bring me solutions. That sounds great. That sounds, I sure, that sounds really good to me. And it, it's a really good thing in a majority of cases, but there's also another side to it uh, that I think is, is quite fascinating. I also think when I think about like talking about failure, that fake leadership or like put upon, I'm trying to look a certain way to like my team. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Is people who will admit to failures that are really easy to like talk about. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't even know an example, but, I'm, but just like, yeah, guys, I really couldn't, could have done better on that when it was talking about like, you know, it said something that was a little out of line on a call that wasn't really that big of a deal, but the, the leader was like trying to show like, I'm accountable. I've, yeah. I've seen some of that stuff, but like to me, that doesn't, I think like real accountability when it comes to like recognizing, you know, your failures and like being open about those sorts of things comes from talking about stuff that like sucks and hurts. Like, so that's, that's where I think this good steer thing is really interesting because it's like, you know, there was like some comedy aspects to it from people who followed you and whatever. Yeah. But like when you did it, it sucks. Uh, yeah. My, my stomach, my stomach literally hurt as I talked about yeah. it. Uh, but that's where the whole intent has a smell thing yeah, comes into play. We come back to I, that a lot. Man, I've I've been coming back to that so many times because human beings are are human beings are intuitive. We are intuitive creatures. Someone's bullshitting us. We're eventually going to pick up on it most of the time, most of the time. But that's why we really resonate with people that are wholly themselves. Mm -hmm. Is it's just it's very attractive to us as humans. We we like people that are just wholly doing their thing with yeah. no ulterior motives or weird intentions or anything like that. Um, so it's like, I think a leader that does that for the sake of brownie points, they're just going to lose face, lose credibility with those they lead. And it's just not a solid long-term play. Agreed. I do think you do get, um, you, you do, you can get like leadership capital about being transparent in those ways. But like, like you said, it, you can, if the intention is to get leadership capital to like, yeah, oh, they respect me more. Cause I talked about my failures. Like you're not going to get it. Well, and, and yeah, the, I mean, there's still the funny, it's just so, it's such a small detail because I went into it. Like I am, I'm intending to, I, I, I went in with the intent of, I'm going to talk about this to show everybody that it's okay to screw up. Yeah. So my intent was still somewhat similar, but it was it was coming from a genuine place. Well, yeah, but you weren't your intent, you're saying like it's okay to screw up. I think that's like where the intention is important, not necessarily like oh, let me step back. You sh don't share that sort of thing to be like, look guys, I failed too. It to me it's more like I have like you know, this thing has gone the way I really did not want it to go. And okay. that sucks. 
And guess what? Like, that's fine. That happens. Sure. You know, I, I just think like, I don't know, it is, it is minuscule, but I think it's like really clear when it's fake. Yeah. 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 I mean, admitting failure, admitting when you're wrong. I've done that a few times recently. <clears throat> I think that's harder. Trying to make a point of it. I mean, even um, like Randy and I discussed something Friday and I thought about it over the weekend and I texted him. It was like Sunday and just said, dude, you were right. I was wrong. This is a much better way to do it. I've thought about it. I like, I see your perspective. Your perspective is spot on. Um, we just need more of that mm-hmm. in business and in society as a whole. Everybody's out to just prove they're right. They're right. Uh, what does that do for anybody? What does that do? Nothing. I've been thinking a little bit about We've we've been using like the language, you know, we want to win mm-hmm. a lot recently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we went and talked with Sal Fasella, he used that language too. Mm-hmm. And on the surface, it kind of rubs me the wrong way. Because it just, I don't know, something about that kind of makes me roll my eyes a little bit. Yeah. But the, the more I think about it and the more I try to think, like, what's that supposed to mean? And what's that supposed to mean, like, for me or for BuildWit or whatever? It's it's beyond we want to do a really good job. Because, like, you can do a really good job and fail. No, winning is accomplishing the mission. Uh, winning is an important think, part. The, when you say accomplishing the mission, I'm like, like, hell yeah. Yeah, correct. But when I think we want to win, I'm like, okay, well, then who? Well, but. You want uh, someone to lose? But at, like at first form, winning actually means something to them too. I mean, they have they have a clear place they want to go, mm-hmm. and getting closer and closer to that is winning. People want to be part of a winning team. Yeah, you want to cheer for winning teams. Is it a lot more fun to cheer for a winning team or a team that sucks? <laughs> it's a lot more fun to cheer for a winning team. Yeah, you people want to be a part of winning teams. Winning teams, you want to win. It's I, at least I want to. It's a hell of a lot more fun for me yeah. than to watch a team that sucks and cheer for a team that sucks consistently. I and mean, that's mm-hmm. why I don't, you know, the Cardinals are good this year, but that's why I stopped watching football. I'm like, these guys just suck it's every single fun. year. Yeah. I just, why am I so emotionally invested in this? These guys suck. Um, uh, but you just, you have to define what winning is. And we're getting pretty close. We're going to talk about it <clears throat> in detail at the the company meeting, talking about what, Okay, our mission, that's one thing, but mm-hmm. what are the things we need to do to get there? And what will that look like? So everybody can wrap their mind around what winning looks like and how do we know we're on track and we're getting those smaller wins, mm-hmm. victories as we go along. I think I respond to it better when I, th- we, we've talked before about how like, you know, we, we don't have like a real competitor. You know, we, we don't think about what are the competitors doing, so we need to do those things better. It's like sure. we're charging ahead towards the mission of make the dirt what a better place. And when, um, not, I'm not, I won't say viable competitors, but like companies are going to spring up doing similar things. They're thinking they're doing similar things that we're doing. At some point, that'll happen. But we're going to be so far ahead of, of them in the, in the process that like it doesn't really bad or like we don't we're not looking back at them to be like okay well we need to make sure to stay so far ahead of them because they're coming for us yeah and so like to me like 
that's not really, I, I don't think of like winning that way. It's like we're, the competition is with like our abilities to succeed is the way I think about it. Right? Uh, sure. In terms of us like accomplishing the mission, not like we accomplished it before another company. Sure. I mean, there's some of that too. I am competitive. Sure. And I do want to crush everybody. <laughs> and I don't feel bad about that at all. <clears throat> no, it, it, there's multiple schools of thought. There's like the Sam Walton perspective where he's getting kicked out of Kmart for measuring the height of their shelves to see what the height of their shelves are to, to, compared to Walmart's Walmart. shelves. Yeah. And, or there's the Steve Jobs. I don't give a fuck about anybody. I am just going to obsess over my product. That's it, period. And then there's everything in between. I gravitate more towards the Steve Jobs creative mentality. And I think that serves you better in a creative space. I think true creativity, just focus on you and build the best product you can and let your mind wander free of constraints of comparing yourself to others. Whereas, you know, Walmart, it's, it was, it's very about how do I offer the cheapest prices consistently? And you're consistently measured against others. So you must measure yourself against others yeah. to figure out how to adjust your business accordingly. It depends what kind of business you're in as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're much, we're trying to make good shit. And that's, <clears throat> to me, that sounds less measure ourselves against other things people are making. And like, yeah. do these accomplish the mission? Do these like really... Um, you know, accomplish the things we have set out to do. But we also can't be, we can't be dumb and think no one, everyone else out there has our best interests in mind sure. and wants us to win. There are people out there that will want to absolutely destroy us. Sure. Obliterate us. They don't want us to be here. And when, especially as we move into the software business, our success long-term in that business is really predicated on how fast we can capture the market. If we can capture a majority of the market quickly, we're good to go. Mm-hmm. But if someone starts chipping away at that before we can go get a majority, we're in trouble. That's harder, yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of, I mean, we see an enormous opportunity there. Okay. Maybe we're the first ones to see it. Maybe that's what it looks like because no one else is going after the opportunity we are right now. But once we go after it, and once we make it known that we're going after it, do you think other multi-billion dollar companies aren't also going to look at that and be like, you know what? That's a pretty good idea. And those BuildWit kids, screw them. We have a lot more resources and we can just go and squash them. That's a very, very large reality sure. of what we're going to be going up against. Mm-hmm. So sure, we are. we do need to focus wholeheartedly on serving the industry, our mission, our product, everything like that. But we also need to be aware that there are going to be others out there that will want to kill us. It's not this friendly, friendly thing. I and mean, they're not like, oh, thanks, BuildWit, for coming in here and oh, saving oh, the day. Oh, yeah. No, there will, be, there will be people that want us to disappear from the face of the earth. And I get a lot of pride, especially even today. There's been people that have wanted me to go away since day one. Sure. And just knowing that I'm still here. I have not gone away mm-hmm. and I'm not going anywhere. So I would just get used to me being here. Just the fact that I'm still here, I'm pretty proud about it. Like, yeah, you thought I was this quick little fad. You thought I was going to be this little flash in a pan. Mm -mm. We're only getting going here, buddy. There's a lot of value in just (laughs) remaining somewhere. Yeah, just like 
we're going to figure it out. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. Like Betty White. Bless her. Like 95 years old. I don't know how she's done it, but she's been relevant for a very long time. So those are, uh, I don't know if any of that was at all cohesive, but. Man, we're just talking. You know, we're providing, we're, you know, talking about the company, talk about where we're going. We're shooting the I poop. think that's all good stuff. Shooting the poop. Got a couple questions for the internal podcast. Oh, good. Uh, this one's from Mary Lee. She says, hey, Alex, hope you're having the best day. Mary Lee, thank you very much. Oh, that's really nice. Uh, are, are you? Are you having a good day? I am having a good day. Thank Fantastic. you. Um, actually, she says, then here's an anonymous question. Is that there's not like dirt here. <laughs> so forget the first part. Thank you, Mary Lee, for the anonymous question. Uh, I, got a, I got an anonymous question here that I <laughs> knew was anonymous from the beginning. Uh, she says, you emphasize training for partners in the dirt world. Have you given any thought to development tracks within BuildWit for those of us who want to grow? Um, yeah. It's kind of open-ended, but. Yeah, there's a reason why we have the value develop 3x people. Um, and we actually workshops that value quite a bit and arrived on the word develop very mm -hmm. intentionally because we want to hire great individuals, but then really develop them into extraordinary individuals. Um, we're working on it. <sighs> there's so much I want to do, but we're constrained by the size of our company, the amount of money we have coming in the door right now the headwoods we're facing from a cash flow standpoint. We're trying to create those opportunities, but it's like right now, my first objective is get the investment deal figured out because that opens up a lot of doors. And then as we, you know, there's a reason why I want to grow because it opens up a lot of opportunities yeah, just for more us. opportunity there. It benefits everybody. So if we can go from five to 10 million in revenue from 10 to 20, shoot, it's not linear. There's, you know, it's going to start to compound and the opportunities are going to be completely endless. Mm -hmm. um, so within the next few years, as we grow substantially, there will be a lot of opportunities for development within the business. Yeah. It's just one, it's good business. It's, it's good for our business in general. It's good for our people. It's good for everybody. Um, we've offered a lot of opportunities somewhat informally. So it's like the the Jocko, all that all that jazz. Yeah, um, stuff we've done with our leadership team, the ability to even move within the business and have patience with people to learn different things has been its development at the same time. Yeah, um, anybody can go watch the stuff on Build It Leaders if you haven't watched the Jocko tracks. Couldn't recommend it more. Mm -hmm. uh, ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. You'll learn a ridiculous amount about leadership by just watching those tracks. So I highly recommend that. Um, and if you can't get a login or something like that, reach out to Benjamin or Skylar. They'll, they'll hook you up. <clears throat> like I, along that same line, like I'm really looking forward to um, once we get some of the like content loaded into like the build with training platform, just like the really basic, you know, construction 101 type things. Because mm -hmm. I think that's sort of been the overwhelming um, what feels like a really, really high barrier. It's like, you know, our our partners are all working on like really complex projects. And so it's like we can learn a little bit when we go out to the sites and we can kind of see what's going on. But like having the ability to learn like really basic concepts um, in the ways that like make sense for 
the companies we work with, I think like is really, really valuable. And I think that also is really great onboarding for us just as much as it is for other, you know, companies in the dirt world. Sure. Because, you know, we're, we're going to keep hiring people who don't have that, don't have an experience in the industry. I mean, we'll obviously also hire people from the industry, but like we've built our company having both those kinds of people. Yeah. And so I think that's going to be like hugely valuable from just to our like onboarding is like in addition to listen to these internal podcasts, you know, go through all this documentation, but then also like watch this, I don't know, two hour course on how to lay pipe. I think that's going to be awesome. No, I agree. There's, there's the whole benefit, the whole company will benefit from what we're working on mm-hmm. right now. And that's going to be out in a few months. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not like going to be out five years from now. No, no, it's, it's coming quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is one of Jake's biggest priorities going forward is figuring out how to formalize the programs, formalize the opportunities. Yeah. I think that's what Marilee's getting at is, are there formal opportunities? But even um, Christmas break, huge develop 3X people moment there. Oh, yeah. Um, there's two weeks to go spend time with your family and learn what you want to learn. And self-development too, it's not just handed to you, I've learned. If I want to be good at business, I better figure it out for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go, someone's not going to go take me by the, take me, you know, uh, over here and say, all right, Aaron, we're going to, you know, I, I see a lot in you and I'm going to go teach you about business. So we're just going to teach you everything. No, mm-hmm. I've had to, Spend a lot of time reading books, listening to podcasts, taking people to lunch, having conversations with with other folks. You you have to take initiative to go learn what you want to learn. Too. Yeah, um, you're having to chase down that information and yeah. piecemeal it into like something real, like in your head. Correct, and that's what a lot of the self development opportunities are going to look like within BuildWit as well. Is if you want to go learn something, figure it out. We're happy to help, but mm-hmm. you have to take the initiative. I'm not going to say, "Oh, hey, Alex." We'd love you to take this awesome course. Like, yeah, we don't have time for that. It, no, it's I, I'm not a big believer in that. I'm a big believer in developing the people that are hungry and want to be developed. So there's an initiative component there too. But I don't know. It, it, there's a lot of weight on my shoulders right now because we're just in this weird. Just at least where I'm at, it's this really weird, probably the strangest time I've ever had at the company so far. Yeah, because. I know where we're headed. We have the plan in front of us. We're just fucking still stuck in the little gate. It hasn't opened up yet. We're at the horse track or whatever, mm-hmm. and we're ready to go. We know exactly what we need to do. We're going to win the race, but it's like I don't have control over the button that opens up the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, until it opens, it's a little bit of a holding pattern right now. I mean, I know, and I— and I try to be conscious of where the rest of the business is at too. I know everybody's working their asses off. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to say we're yeah. just hanging out right now. I And I'm not saying I'm hanging out right now. Um, but, but in j- terms of like where the company's going. Y- yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, correct. I'm with you. So in development is one of those things that it doesn't necessarily cost money. Books, very cheap. I mean, you can learn about it someone's entire life. Like you can go learn about Winston Churchill's entire life and every lesson he learned in the span of 500 pages for $23 or whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> pretty good value there. Mm-hmm. Pretty good value. Or podcasts, whatever it is, there's a lot you can do to develop yourself as an individual. I mean, that's what I learned in school. The interesting thing about college, and I try to tell 
to explain this to my sister. Like the problem with college, say you're in business school, you're learning exactly what everybody else is. And this is why wealthy kids have a significant advantage in elementary school, middle school, high school, because they're, and if you, assuming a wealthy kid and an impoverished kid is at the same school, take, take out, I mean, that's, that's an enormous problem as well, but yeah. fundamentally they're learning the same thing. They're learning the same math. They're learning the same English. They're learning the same, whatever the big factor, the big difference there, wealthy kid goes home to a place where they're not having to worry about bills. They have lots of books. There's lots of opportunities. There's maybe tutors. There's interesting people around. You're going and seeing different parts of the world. You're learning so much beyond what you're learning in school. Mm -hmm. The kid that doesn't have all those means, that's it. They just don't have nearly as many opportunities. That's it. So they're just not learning nearly as much. Um, which is a really interesting concept. I don't know where I was necessarily going with that, but. Just talking about training. And I mean, a lot of it is just, um, I think for us internally, identifying and seizing, you know, those opportunities to like really train up. You know, I've, yeah. with, with kind of my role in the work that I've done, um, you know, NPR puts out a lot of just like free, um, like, training mini courses. I've done a bunch of those. And some of them were like super valuable and others were just like, I kind of know how to do all this stuff. But it's like, if I hadn't done any of them, I could still do my job. But like, am I 15% faster and it's a lot easier for me to do? Like, yeah. And that's worth it to me, you know? And so I think, um, I think that's sort of where we are with the training thing right now. But I think it's going to be interesting and exciting to see just as we formalize other parts of, you know, how do we really develop our people? Um, I think that's only a good thing. So I agree. That's sick. Cool. So that was a very poor answer to that question. And I might've said Marilee's name like four times when yeah. I was talking about it. I'll talk to her. <laughs> I mean, she'll be fine. It's not like, <laughs> it's like uh, from Marilee, this is an anonymous question. Does Aaron have to work here? You know, it's not, it's not uh, like an indictment of somebody. Uh, um, all right. I got one more question. Have you noticed, this is not the question, but I'm asking you. Um, have you noticed on Slack, if you don't Slack with somebody enough, it just like removes their mm -hmm. DM? It's really oh, annoying. so annoying. Yeah. Stupid Slack. Stupid technology. So when people Slack new questions for the internal podcast, um, See, that's why anybody that has worked with me, which is most everybody, I always say, put it in a damn email because it doesn't disappear. It's in my inbox. You have to still like remember it's there in the yeah, DMs. Yeah. yeah, that's hard. Yeah, I, I, if it goes into Slack and maybe I'm on my phone, I accidentally check the message. I'm like, oh shit, I checked it. And I know I need to respond, but I, I'm in kind of in the middle of something right now, so I can't and then I lose track of it. If you need me to do something, put it in an email. Send it to Aaron at Bilba.com. It'll get done. Good to know. Good to know. All right. This one's from Narisa. She says, it is important as an employer to have employee value prop and social responsibility to show as we try and attract the best talent to our team, specifically in the greater Nashville community. With all that being said, we are in Tennessee, the volunteer state, and I would like to challenge our leadership to consider this. 
incorporate and encourage volunteering either collectively or individually. By doing this, we will walk out at least one of our values by being a friend or doing the right thing by way of helping those in our community. Nashua has several opportunities in person and virtually that we can be a part of. We already have unlimited PTO. It would be nice to showcase us volunteering in the community in some aspect. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the answer is you're right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm all for that kind of yeah. stuff. Like all through high school, I was in this program that it was basically just all volunteering. Shoot, it was like like 100 hours of volunteer work a semester. Wow. It, like, it was re- like a lot of volunteer you work. You don't just like kind of fake your way through that? No, no. It was pretty substantial. So, I, And I would do a lot growing up and this and that. The, I don't know. It's not like an excuse or anything like that, but starting and operating the business has really taken a lot out of me. Sure. And I, like, I don't do anything but this, and I just give the company everything I have, um, which doesn't allow me to do opportunities like that. But I, I want to do that kind of stuff. I want to go. <laughs> I I want to do that stuff as a company. Me, I'm going to speak personally about this though. Sure. The way I see this is, I can create a bigger impact in the world if I go put everything I have into this business go generate a significant impact and amount of wealth to then go go put back into the industry and create even greater impact through schools scholarships all that jazz even you know acquisition I mean there's a lot of opportunity down the road and that's how I see my game plan, and maybe that's totally flawed logic, and maybe I'm an asshole because it's like, well, you're just trying to justify why you don't go volunteering. Sure. And sh- sure. Like, maybe, and there is some of that, I'm sure. But that's how I at least personally <laughs> see. But if there was, uh, like, the uh, opportunity to volunteer for Habitat Humanity came up through Southern Sight, it's mm-hmm. like, I'm all over it. If, if an opportunity presents itself, I'm game. So if someone wants to Work on creating some opportunities. Let's well, let's get it. It's also like not a crazy thing to to think and talk about that. Like as we grow our company, like we'll build the infrastructure for people who's like part of their job is to identify those opportunities, like for our company to totally you know, be a part of that. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. Yeah, and I, I want to be a force for good in just the national community in general. A lot of that doesn't have to do for with infrastructure. So I I do want to do all that stuff. It's just I don't know. I'm um we're already we're burning the candle at both ends. I certainly am right now. Yeah. I certainly am. Thanks for bringing that up, Narisa. Um I think that's <laughs> like a lot of the questions on dirt talk we'll end up talking about something and then be like, yeah, so long story short, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I want to I want to do something, so yeah. I think we should put something together well and i think she puts good words to you know that helps us like walk out at least one of our values and really multiple yeah um of our like core values like in the world honestly what i should try to figure out is if i can volunteer my skid steer to help people out like not interesting like if they need skid steer work which i'm sure there's plenty of places in nashville that needs a little bit of dirt moved uh, and they can't really pay for it, I would happily do that. No need to pay for it. You got to get your skid steer back first. Uh, it's coming back. 
Um, my my friend Anna, who does social media for Thompson, says so she, she saw it there last week. Um, she's like, is, do you, does he know when he's going to get it back yet? And I'm like, no, but apparently it's going to be soon. It's apparently soon. And then you got to find somewhere to put it. It's beside the point. Things <sighs> yeah, are fine. I don't know. I'll figure that out. Um, Just guess you're volunteering. But yeah, I, a great thought. A really good thought. And I think we should do it. And so, I think we're going to have more opportunities the more that we grow to like that too. do that kind yeah. of stuff. You know? So Narisa, let's get it going. Yeah, love it. Cool. I'm happy to support however I can. Word. Well, I, I think that's a uh, BuildWit internal podcast, my friend. Great. For whatever is worth, thanks for listening, everybody. If you have questions for the internal podcast, send them to Mr. Alex at buildwit.com. And, uh, Just what, Alex at buildwit.com. Although yeah. maybe I can get a Mr. Alex. You could, we could probably figure <laughs> that go out. Make that. <laughs> I think we, I, we know the people that make that happen. That's true. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks, y'all.